Your day has just begun. Yeah. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Yeah. Hashtag Utah Jazz. Embiid, driving, powers, dunks, and then talks trash to Ed Davis. Last night, the Jazz missed 8, 17 of 18 shots, and they're doing it again. Left side, three, Thibel up and in. Quinn Snyder, timeout. Wow. Back to Embiid, left side now. Ennis will try it again from the left side. No. Rebound Niang, and the Jazz get it to single digits, 93-81. Lob to the rim, Gobert layup. Beautiful play by George Niang. Seeing Rudy Gobert, it's a 10-point game. Utah Jazz wrap up the road trip. Can't end that thing fast enough. One and four on the trip. They lose in Philadelphia, 103-94. And it's a little misleading, PK. That thing got out of hand late first quarter and then through the second. Philly opened up a big lead. Uh, Yeah, but it was 20. No, I guess it was a little bit more than that. Didn't you know it was over, though? Not as much as 40. Oh, true. Yeah, Yeah, but they only cut it 10. So I thought their run, have, their run was legitimate. I didn't think they were going to win the game. Right, that's what I was getting at. Uh, and there were some positives to be taken from it. Uh, Joe Ingles has got to play more. And I'm almost to the point of bringing Conley off the bench. Yeah. Anything to help the bench? Anything to help Mike Conley? Yeah, not getting enough out of either Joe one? Oh, and the starters. Yeah. I mean, yes, yes to everything. You I thought just the said, starters. Sure. I thought the starting group came out. It was okay. They had a little bit of a lead, and they went to the bench late in the first quarter, and they put three bench guys on the floor. And I think they left. I think it was. Uh, it's weird. I think of them as having six starters. There's six guys I trust. So I think it was Donovan, Joe, and three bench guys, and disaster struck quickly. Philly went on a run, took control of the game. It was different combinations of bench guys there in the early in the second quarter, and that was still bad. There were just too many turnovers. They missed some easy shots. I thought they also took some contested shots. So there are multiple issues, but you can't score. And Philly's spending the whole, seemed like the rest of the first half in transition. Well, of course you're not going to defend well. Yeah, uh, you're down on the bench. You've been down on the bench all season. They couldn't have Conley... Can somebody explain to me why, as a left-hander, every floater is right-handed? Every floater. You watch. Every single one of them is right-handed. It's not because he's contested, so he's got to move the ball. I don't understand that. He's a switch shooter now? (laughs) You know, there are people who work on their offhand so much that become more comfortable with that. Yeah, but he doesn't do it at any other time. And it's not like the floater is dropping at a high rate. That And see, that's the thing. If it goes in, I don't care how you get it there. The, the comparison in jazz history would be Boozer, because I'd hear Pace and Thurl talk about this. Boozer's right-handed, but he goes left and scores. But he scores, so who cares? Right. But he went to his offhand more than he went to his stronghand, which is weird. But the thing is, it works, so who cared? And here, Conley's not shooting a high enough percentage, so we care a lot more. Yeah, as long as it goes in, it doesn't matter to me how it gets there. But I'm, it's just a little idiosyncrasy that I've noticed is the floater is always right-handed. And it's a tough shot to begin with because obviously you're on the move. And you don't go with, you never go with your strong hand. I mean, Boozer would go with his right hand sometimes. It's great to be both. I get it. It's, yeah. it's a tool, particularly when you're undersized like Carlos was in the land of giants. Be unexpected. Although he did it so often. But anyways, that was then. Uh, The Jazz are off today, home to face the Lakers. 
Uh, this first game home is going to feel like a road game. Plus, how much confidence do you have against the, with them against the top quarter of the league? Uh, I haven't lost complete confidence. Is that what you're asking? Yes. No. Really? Uh, no. You okay. told me they were going to be 12-8. and eight, So yep. they're 12-9. and nine. So yep. one game, I've lost confidence. You told me all along, 12-8 and eight is great. So now they're 12-9 and nine and they suck and they don't have any confidence? What are you talking about? Against the top third of the league. I guess the other yeah, regardless. two in the league, I have confidence. You didn't, you didn't add that qualifier. That's no. a new addendum, that and is. I've been looking at the bibliography, and it wasn't there. You just put it in right now. <laughs> Watching the first 20 games, yes, I did come to that. They are beating the teams they're supposed to beat, but to get to the top three where people want them to be, uh-oh. Well, I didn't know specifically in uh, October who would be the top three. I wasn't sure the Lakers would be at this point. I agree. But how good are the Lakers? They've been feasting on a bunch of teams below been. 500. So yep. I don't think that this is a monumental task to beat the Lakers at home. I don't want to hear that <laughs> this is the first game back so it feels then, then get out tonight and play an inter-squad game to at get home. that out of your system. If you need some bodies, I'll go down and throw up a 20-foot hook shot. We get too much basketball tomorrow night, PK. The Salt Lake City Stars, who are 6-2, beat Grand Rapids for their sixth straight win. They're hosting the South Bay Lakers tomorrow at 7, while the Jazz are playing the Lakers at 7, while Utah's playing BYU at 7. Complete and total conflict for me. Six for the Utes and Cougars. That's correct. That's a complete and total conflict. Yeah. Because I've got roots in the South Bay. (laughs) You've heard the song. From the South Bay to the Valley. I'm a South Bay guy. Me and Frank Dolce. What do they play in the South Bay? I think they play is, at... Would the uh, Long Beach Arena count as South Bay? No. No, Long Beach is his own entity. Yeah. I think they play at a uh, local high school. Okay. All right. More on the jazz coming up. It was a bad road trip, but, you know, it's over. So there's that. DJ and PK. Hashtag NBA. They put it in, and there's the horn, and that's it. And the Atlanta Hawks come away with a victory, a much-needed one, as they defeat the depleted Golden State Warriors, 104-79. to The Warriors are 4-18, steaming towards a lot of lottery balls. Probably more lottery balls than anybody else. Complete disaster. Can we just say odds? Odds. Yeah, I don't know who the consensus kid is out there like Zion was and other years we've known. I mean, this kid from Memphis who's been suspended, haven't seen him because of the suspension, who is out there that you got to have, not sure yet, and still really haven't dived completely into college basketball this time of year anyway. The Phoenix Suns, not off to the incredible start they were. They cooled a little bit, but they got a nice win. Did they come from behind in that? Did I, I thought I saw a score. They were down in that, and then all of a sudden they were up. They or were I up misread 20, it. and then I think they got down six. I flicked over to NBA TV after the Jazz game to see what was going on, and they had it. Yeah. So they won. They're, 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 they're not only playing without Aiton, but now Baines is out. They're top two centers. And I think Aiton has another six games to his suspension. So they're sort of holding on in the manner that the Cougars were holding on for Yoli. Yoli, get him back. Milwaukee got a hold of the Knicks and thrashed them sounding. Milwaukee's got a 12-game win streak. 132-88. That's a beating right there. (laughs) You don't even need Bobby Dandridge to walk through that door. 
Lakers are playing tonight. They're playing the Nuggets. I can't believe that's not on TNT, Yak. Is that right? It's not. Weird. I looked yeah. on the TNT. I or it. You did. I was, I was appalled. <laughs> Mavs and Pelicans, followed by the Blazers and the Clippers. That's your TNT doubleheader. Lakers-Nuggets looks like a good game there. It's... Well, they'll probably have drop-ins on uh, NBA TV because I'm too cheap to buy the package. DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. Wow. <laughs> All I got for that is a wow. I, did, I, I would never have thought that. Um, is he stepping down to go somewhere else, or is he just stepping down? I mean, what's the? is there any more to the, it? Uh, the announcement is that he would be uh, taking a administrative role and that Jimmy Lake will take over as the new head coach of Washington. Okay, well, Chris Peterson is one of the one of the uh, finest coaches in the country, and you know, there's just a handful. Of, you got a handful of guys as a coach uh, that you really respect and, and admire, and, and Chris Peterson is one of my guys that I, I have that that uh, opinion of, and, and uh, he's done so well for so many years, and is, he's a he's an absolute professional, and uh, I wish him well. Kyle Whittingham on the conference call for the Pac-12 title game and finding out that Chris Peterson is not going to be coaching Washington after the bowl game in a leadership advisory role in Washington's athletic department. You got a little whiff of this, PK, out of Phoenix? I did, yeah. I was listening to a Brock interview, and I said it on our air. I came back and said it. When I go to the gym... I listened to uh, a lot of Phoenix Sports Radio. Yesterday I gave up after a freaking hour, the first hour from 2 to 3. I thought maybe I'd get some Sun Devil talk. Nope. All Cardinals. You wonder why they don't do as well, because people don't care as much as they do here. And uh, Hewitt said this two weeks ago, that he thought Peterson was would get tired of it. And so I came back and I, re- I reported what he said. So when I saw this yesterday, I thought, well, oh, you heard what he said two weeks ago. Now, I said it in passing. We didn't make a big deal of it, so I don't even know if you guys would remember. But I don't. But I did say it. Uh, so, But getting tired of it, mm-hmm. would I would take that as, well, he's been there, what, six years? Mm-hmm. You know, so this isn't a guy. He's young enough that he's he could 55? be there. He could have done, yeah, he's 55, yeah. that he could have done five for sure, and maybe 10 to 12 to 15. Yeah, but if you got the money and you don't want to do it's it, true. I'm the money's, all for it. The money's gotten huge. I mean, Stoops did it at Oklahoma. If you want to do something else, I think it's awesome. Why get caught up in that? If, if, if your heart isn't fully into it. It would be exhausting. For sure, yeah. It's, it's, it's all-consuming. And, I mean, they, they carry around two phones. If you've ever been with a coach, let's just use hypothetically a coach on the golf course, <laughs> and the phone is ringing all the time, literally. Uh, you, you, and this is in the summer we're talking about when it's their so-called downtime. So two phones, one. As a personal and a school-issued one. one. Yeah. Yeah. That's when you know you've made it if the guy gives you his personal, personal. one. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's when you know you're in. I'm not naming names, but if you get the personal one, you're good to go with that guy. Uh, so if he doesn't want to do it, get out. Why You're young enough. You, get, to me, I always thought that age relative to your job, as long as you have your health and your energy, you're good to go. And it doesn't matter what age you are. You're 55, 65, 75, 45. But if you don't have either or one of those two, then you can get out. Chris Peterson shocking the college football world. 
Yeah, I don't know. Really, I, I guess the world, but I think the folks who knew him, I don't think they're surprised at all. So, what do you think the odds are he comes back as a college football coach? Because Stoops comes back, but it's the XFL. First off, I don't know how long that's going to last. Seems like a year or two. Seems like three would be a long run. Well, but that whatever. Seems but like he does part-time gig. He doesn't have to recruit. That's the big right. thing right I there. Mean, Norm Chow's going to do it. I mean, that just that's like uh, going to play pickup ball with your buddies. <laughs> if you were an NBA player, you want to shoot around a little bit. So I, who knows? Because he certainly could change. We've seen that before. Dick Vermeil obviously is a uh, a leading. Uh, candidate or, or example of that. So then you get somebody like a Pete Carroll who's well into his 60s and still going strong. That's running, what he wants. Great. Running down the sideline fist pumping. Yeah. I mean, each person is is completely and totally uh, their own unique cases. And if that's what they want, and then if one or two years later, I don't think it's an Urban Meyer thing to where... It's one out and then he's yeah, back. Yeah, I mean, I got a bunch of garbage so I got to get out and let the dust settle for a little bit. He didn't use the word retire. Well, why do that? Recharge. Leave the door open. Yeah, why, recharge. Yeah, why, why are you coming back? Why eliminate options that USC you don't have to emulate? Year? I don't know. He could have had the SEC, USC job before. I have no idea on that what his interests might be. Brett McMurphy reporting BYU's new TV deal with ESPN. Seven years. It'll run through 2026. Guarantees BYU a contracted bowl game every year when the Cougars are bowl eligible. It's great news. They need it. They can't exist without it. Exposure. There's the word. Well, as an independent, they absolutely need it. I mean, the the, the leading independents would be them and Notre Dame, and Notre Dame has the contract. Was it ABC, NBC? Which NBC. One? NBC, yeah. Obviously, they've had that for many, many years. Uh, and, uh, you know, they get the prime spot, uh, 3.30 uh, uh, for Notre, Notre Dame time. Notre Dame time is weird. It's on Eastern time zone, I think, where parts of the state are yeah, uh, that's central. Yeah, uh, so they know when they're going to play their home games, mostly. Uh, on their road Martin games, Advance. they have the same issue. Yeah, but everybody does. Right, but their home and games. And they signed up there. for the ACC scheduling agreement, so they, they have an idea what's going to be there. And they're not playing a whole lot of night games. And when it is a night game, it's like something special. Uh, whereas, obviously, the Cougars are going to be slotted in at 8 o'clock many Saturday nights. That's the, you ha- They, more than, ever, more than any team out there, has to sell their soul for television. They did get a couple of afternoon games this year. Those, uh, that USC game, that was an afternoon game. That worked. Washington. Washington, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Early, early season games. When, when you didn't want it so much. <laughs> and when they also go East Coast, they also get those early games, too. Yeah, that's the other television. You know, they, uh, they get it on, what was on, FOMO television or something? What was Flow it? football. Flow football? Yeah. Schedule's getting better going forward, so I think that would help them get better time slots in, at least next year, not so many East Coast trips. Auburn find a quarter of a million dollars because their fans storm the field. Pocket change, PK. Happy to pay that one. Uh, who find them? The SEC? The SEC, uh, yeah. Seated, yeah. I'll just put a donation thing at church here next Sunday. We'll take care of it. Basket comes around, you know, right after the homily before the end of the Mass. An unnamed Ole Miss player telling the Mississippi Clarion legend that half the team's talking about transferring after the school fired head coach Matt Luke. And when they fired Matt Luke, they fired a couple of Pac-12 names as well, former head coaches who were coordinators there. 
Rich Rod and uh, McIntyre mm-hmm. was in Colorado. They got to let go too. Out on the. Yeah, I hope Rich Rod gets back in the Pac-12. So you can watch those facial <laughs> contortions, <laughs> the sideline antics. Show up to the office bare-chested. <laughs> That's a problem. I'll go with the face. Not if you're buff with the pecs, it isn't. Nah. With you, it would be. For nah. me, it'd be just fine. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm not coming in bare-chested, I can tell you that much. Not after the incident. All right, DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL. Shotgun snap, looks, tosses a little flare pass to Penny. He turns up field 10, 5, he's in! Touchdown, Seahawks! Rashad Penny, for the second week in a row, has gunpowder burns on his behind. He's fired out of a shotgun and accelerates into the end zone from 13 yards out. And the Seahawks now are starting, starting to blow this one open. They lead Minnesota 33-17. to Seattle with a big third quarter right there. I don't know about the gunpowder burns. That was uh, that was a weird description. I haven't heard that before. But a big third quarter powered them. They held on in the fourth. The game tightened up. Their lead got cut to four, but they win 37-30. Potential playoff battle there. Both those teams look like they're on track for the postseason. And Seattle now leading the NFC West 10-2 with the Niners. The Saints yeah. also 10-2, so the top of the NFC plenty of quality. Well, that's that's the NFL playoffs though. You know, you, right right off the bat, you get big time matchups. You got superpowers going after each other. Maybe not necessarily in the first week, but certainly by the second, second week. Second week, right. You've got big time teams playing and that's what makes January so fun when it comes to the NFL playoffs for sure. You know, you look at this couple of things. They talk about in baseball being strong up the middle. And I was watching Seattle, and they've made so many changes from their Super Bowl years. But strong up the middle. You know, on defense, you got Wagner. And on offense, you got uh, Russell Wilson. They're strong up the middle. They've put other guys around them, and they've maintained it or maybe even a little bit better. Had a little bit of a slippage, but it seems now that they're back. And Wilson's at the top of his game, as he should be, given his age. And then, you know, we're going to obsess here in the next uh, few months. Who's it going to be? Is it going to be Barrow? Is it is it going to be Herbert? Uh, who's going to be the number one quarterback? And then you look at last night, and those are two really good teams. And you've got Wilson, a third-round pick, and Cousins, a fourth-round pick. And we go nuts about this thing. Who's going to be the top pick? Blah, blah, blah. Who's going to be the number one quarterback? Yada, yada. And you can even go Lamar Jackson. Those are the quarterbacks taken ahead of him by as many as 20 picks. And Jackson right now looks better than them all. So you never really know. So we, and I get it, it's a 24 hour thing. You got to put stuff on there. We obsess over this stuff. But really, even these experts, they don't have an idea. And I'm not just ripping. Mel Kiper because there's a bunch of teams obviously a bunch of general managers don't know passed on Russell Wilson for three whole rounds and until he went uh, somewhere in the third round and look at him now man he's a great player and he's an MVP candidate he's a franchise guy who's destined for the Hall of Fame and that little blip you talk about you know they got their run game back obviously they could go beast mode in their glory days and now and you look at it against Minnesota, who had a very good run defense. That was an awful night for Minnesota's run defense. It, Seattle ran for a couple hundred yards. Chris Carson over 100. Right, Carson was over 100. And then Rashad Penny Pen. had like 70, but he had that touchdown catch. He had 30 yards receiving. Those guys, that, that team's built for uh, built for bad weather. You get a veteran quarterback who doesn't take chances and make mistakes. You got two running backs you can count on. So obviously they can get bad weather at home, and they may still end up on the road. We'll have to see how that plays out. 
course, everything could go through the dome in New Orleans, too. So. Yes, it could. You never really know. You never. Well, you certainly don't know yet, no, right? I don't know nothing we'll now. Know Are you kidding me? I thought about it, but I just can't come to a conclusion. Patriots are just cycling through kickers. If you're looking for a gig, Kai Forbath is out. They've used four kickers. Gotkowski got hurt earlier this year. Hip injury, so they're just cycling through somebody every week. Next! All right, DJ and PK. What is trending? Brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. Receive a free reverse osmosis system with the purchase of any water softener at Shamrock Plumbing. 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. Oregon Ducks writer for The Athletic, Tyson Alger, is going to join us coming up at 9 o'clock. Stay with us. It's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone.